You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. So our masterclass for today, let's talk all things contraceptions. All things contraceptions. We're joined on the line by Dr. Natalia Novikova, a gynecologist. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me. So, Doctor, let us start at the very basics of contraception. I know that we are talking about it as a guide to birth control, but is that all that contraception is? Yes, contraception is first of all used to prevent the pregnancy and to have a controlled family planning. Contraceptives can also be used for gynecological problems such as uh, premenstrual syndrome or heavy menstrual bleeding um, or migraines that are cyclical. So there is a number of other indications for use of contraceptives. And I'm I'm, I'm glad we're touching on that because um, it will help many people get an understanding that some people are using contraceptions when um, for example, a person might say, why is this person saying they're a virgin and they're using contraceptions? But we'll delve into what the other uses are outside of birth control. So let's start with um, the very, very basic, basic contraception of which everybody would say is abstinence. How practical is that, doctor? Well, it's not practical at all. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure abstinence is a contraceptive, <laughs> but it certainly will stop uh, one falling pregnant. Yes. Um, other op- yeah, your other basic options would be a calendar method. Uh, where... So the calendar method, is that the one where assuming your cycle is regular and you track when you're ovulating and, and all of those things? That's correct. So you have to have time on your hands and we be, um, have very regular cycles and uh, watch them carefully, monitor them carefully and calculate your ovulation. And we know that uh, egg only leaves for 24 hours, um, sperm leaves for about five days. So if woman does not have a period within a week of ovulation, then uh, she will not fall pregnant. Unfortunately, this method is not very precise and definitely can lead to unplanned pregnancy because the ovulation may happen uh, at a later stage. Yes. Uh, there could be two ovulations accidentally in one month uh, and it can be influenced by a number of other things. Okay. So this method is good for, for women with regular cycles and those who don't mind falling pregnant. Yes, yes, because obviously it's um, the consequences are different when now you do fall pregnant. But one then might argue that every form of contraception is only guaranteed 99%. None of them are 100% guaranteed. Well, except abstinence. Yes, except <laughs> <laughs> The reason I'm laughing is because I keep in mind um, how... Um, you know, there's these documentaries about these Christian schools that only teach abstinence. And then the pregnancy rates are so high because the children were never taught about protecting themselves. It was either abstinence or nothing. Um, have you found in your research that when young people aren't educated about um, contraceptive options, that they only taught abstinence, that it actually um, 
ends up uh, with the outcome being the opposite of what you wanted. Absolutely, and it may have quite uh, severe psychological issues uh, because there is such a fear of pregnancy and as a result, sexual intercourse becomes extremely stressful. And uh, even when those uh, women reach kind time when they become sexually active in the marriage, for example, they quite often develop other issues. So I don't think uh, avoiding information about basics in our life is useful. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's go now to the most common contraception that is available, which is the condom. What what would you say the challenge has been from your experience as a gynae with unplanned planned pregnancies, but also maybe with um, um, passing on of STDs because the condom can also help with that. What have you found is the common challenge that people maybe are not using them correctly or they are finding that, you know, some men complain that the sensation is not the same. What are you experiencing um, in your line of work with condoms? I think uh, it's very individual. Uh, Condoms are very useful uh, as they protect from sexually transmitted diseases, at least from most of them, if they're used correctly. So one has got to make sure that it's a good brand, that it's not expired, uh, that um, it's a correct size and uh, use it correctly. And also uh, check that it wasn't broken, uh, because if any of that is not um, in place, then there is a chance of pregnancy and there is a chance of STD. And we can do something about it if we know about it. But if we don't, then it will be missed and uh, incidents will happen. If the condoms are used correctly, their efficacy is about 98%. But in real life, the failure of condoms uh, go up to 7 to 15% because the incidents uh, with breakage uh, and incorrect use are quite common. So maybe share with us on that incorrect use. Um, is it putting it the wrong way around? Um, I remember there was a time yeah. where during sex education, um, the, 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 the teacher would demonstrate on a banana and then that's what people would do is they would put the condom on the banana next to the bed and say, but we did everything you told us to do. Uh, look, uh, it's... Um, uh, So correct use, it goes back to checking the expiry date, uh, to um, applying it correctly. One can practice um, and making sure that it hasn't slipped. Um, And um, that's uh, what are the other issues that can occur? Well, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, you, you asked about the banana. Yes, yes. It's just, it's just the fact that um, maybe maybe people are not, um, and, and I'm not sure if it's still the case right now. I'm, I'm, you know, the things I'm speaking about are things that, that possibly happened back in the day, that maybe a person really doesn't know how they're supposed to use it and when they're supposed to use it. Doctor, have we lost you? 
Hmm. All right, let's take a quick break and let's see if we can get the doctor back. The lines are open for any of your questions on contraception. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two and the WhatsApp line O seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. Seven zero two masterclass. And our masterclass for today, we're talking contraceptions and a guide to the different types of birth control. We have already touched on abstinence and the impracticalities of abstinence, but also on condoms. And we're in conversation with Dr. Natalia Novikova, who's a gynecologist. You can send through your questions or give us a call on 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Doctor, uh, can you hear me well? Yes, yes, perfect. Fantastic. So let's jump jump straight to the other types of birth control. Um, let's start with the hormonal ones. Um, and, and these would be the ones that you take orally daily. Yes, uh, so the, um, there is a number of hormonal contraceptives. There are uh, those that you take orally daily, and that's a hormonal contraceptive pill. We have combined pill that contain estrogen and progesterone, and we have a mini pill which only contain progesterone. There is a huge variation um, in pill uh, in our modern time. Um, there is other non-hormonal options, such as intrauterine devices, that contain hormone called progesterone released locally in the uterus, and that would be Marina or Kailina in South Africa. And there will be also other hormonal contraceptives that are used transdermally, for example, a patch, uropatch, or implant that is inserted in the arm, and also a ring called ring that is used vaginally. Okay, so let's let's go back to the pill. What are some of the challenges that people face with the pill? Is it obviously the issue that people forget? Definitely forgetting to take. Also, if a woman, for example, has a gastro, like a vomiting, diarrhea, the pill will not be absorbed and one has to use a contraceptive, uh, alternative contraceptive, such as a condom yes. uh, for a week. Uh, if um, the, some women cannot take a oral contraceptive combined pill because of contraindications such as high blood pressure, high mm. cholesterol, uh, liver disease, and a uh, number of other illnesses. Okay, so um, maybe just um, I, I want us to just highlight what it was that you shared. So the people that would be excluded from taking the pill are the ones that have contraindications. And can you just read, uh, mention that list again? Yes. So contraindications to the pill would be um, liver disease. Uh, it would be any kind of conditions that lead to increase uh, clotting, such as um, thromboembolism and uh, previous pulmonary embolism. Um, Diabetes uh, is a relative contraindication as well as uh, hypertension. Uh, we also worry about contraceptive, combined contraceptive pill in women who smoke uh, because of the increased risk of the um, clotting in their cases. And heart disease is also, a certain heart disease is contraindication to combined contraceptive pill. Um, just for those that don't know, Talk to us about how the pill works in terms of 
it has the 21 days and then it has the seven days, which I'm assuming are sugar pills or like a placebo in that period. How exactly does it work? So the pill um, uh, works by, um, it's, you mentioned 21 and 7 days. So not all pill uh, go on that cycle. Newer pill have cycle of 24 day and 4 day uh, sugar pill. So generally pill works on a 28 day cycle. And we have active pill and those pill uh, are taken in the beginning of the cycle. And they will keep our hormonal levels such as estrogen and progesterone at a plateau. And they will prevent ovulation. The sugar pill taken at the last part of our cycle uh, will lead to the debris of estrogen and progesterone from the pill, and that would cause menstrual bleeding. And then we'll continue to the next cycle with seven day, with 21 day of active pill or 24 day active pill and seven or four days of sugar pill. Women can take continuously just active pill and skip sugar pill. And in that way, they will skip their menstrual periods. And it's not dangerous and it's actually quite convenient. And a lot of women choose to do so. And then what happens, you know, how does that affect their chances of falling pregnant when they decide to um, allow their cycle to come back? That has no effect on uh, the future ability to fall pregnant at all. So, so why is at that? All. Why is that we, not? We a, all... Why is that not like an advertised option? Because it, it, I don't know why it feels so wrong that that idea that skip the the, the pills that get you to ovulate and just keep it going. Can you do that for like two years? You can do it forever. Um, there is just a misbelief that it's a good idea to have a menstrual period. We only need menstrual period to fall pregnant. And yes. if you think to 100 years ago, women were either breastfeeding or they were pregnant and they would have only several menstrual periods in their whole life. But now we plan the pregnancies. We don't have 10 children or 15 children. We probably don't breastfeed as long as women used to 100 or 200 years ago. And we have many, many, many more periods in our lifetime. But there is nothing special about having a period. When we have period, when we take sugar pill, we only take it because it's a withdrawal bleeding when we stop the active pill. Yes. So it's not like it's our natural, it's, a, it's as artificial as it can be. Yes, yes. I understand exactly what it is that you're saying. Okay, so let's now come um, to um, the patch, which is one that you would just um, and maybe explain to us how exactly it works and how long you can keep the patch on for. The patch is very similar to uh, in its context to the combined contraceptive pill. It contains estrogen and progesterone and it's applied on a tummy for seven days and, and then we changed it in the seven days to another page and another page. So it will be the same cycle of three pages, new page every week, followed by one week of no page. Or if you want to skip a pre period, then you would continue with another active page. There are same contraindications to the page. Uh, and um, the advantage is not having to take 
the pill every single day. And what what is the price difference? I know that obviously there's different products on the market, but um, just an estimate of how much more the patch would be versus um, the pill. The patch will be similar in price to the combined contraceptive pill of a newer generation. Yes, yes. Um, I just got thinking... You know, there are many young ladies when I was in high school that were put on the pill to help them with their skin issues. Is that still quite a common thing? Yes, it's very common to use pill for acne. Um, and um, we do that regularly. There are other options for acne, but pill is um, is commonly used in young women and it's quite helpful. What are those common side effects of the pill that maybe women are not aware of? I've heard of women complaining about weight gain or gets them to eat more. According to the current research, pill does not cause weight gain. Uh, it's mainly related to fluid retention and some women feel that there is increase in appetite with taking the pill and as a result, uh, weight gain. It's our lifestyle that causes weight gain and uh, sometimes it takes time to adapt to taking contraceptive pill. Our hormonal levels do change during the menstrual period and there is um, different stages in the cycle with estrogen progesterone going up and down and that also increases the fluid retention and leads to increase in appetite and even cravings for some women during menstrual period. And when we take pill, we change that cycle. So what we feel may be different, but it does not necessarily end up in the weight gain. Um, I often listen to my patients and what they have to tell me about the weight and complaints and try to work out, is there anything else that happened in their life lifestyle that might have caused weight gain? And if there is absolutely nothing, then we would have to change to either different pill or alternative contraceptive methods. All right, we're going to pick up this conversation and take all of your questions on Odoba 1, WA3 and the WhatsApp line 072 It's a masterclass on contraception. It's 2702. Masterclass. And we continue with our masterclass on contraceptions with Dr. Natalia Novikova, who is a gynecologist. And already we are, are getting some of your questions on Odoba 1, WA3 and the WhatsApp line 072 before we jump into all of the questions, Doctor, um, we have touched on the patch, we've touched on the pill. You mentioned the vaginal ring, you've mentioned the IUD, um, they are birth control implants, you can get a shot. You also get the non, we didn't talk about the female condom when we're speaking about condoms, but you do get that as well as the diaphragm and the cap. So there are many, many options available. What, what would you advise that, um, a woman or a couple looking to use birth control, what should they consider when they decide the best form of birth control for them? Doctor? Doctor? Hello. Yes, uh, it's an excellent question. Uh, so the couple needs to answer a number of questions when deciding on what type of contraceptive to choose. First one is, are you still planning to have a baby or not? 
and when are you planning to have a baby and that would then help them to decide on whether short acting contraceptive such as pill or patch or ring or a longer acting one such as implants or uh, intrauterine devices loops or iud's um, other medical problems such as diabetes high blood pressure immunodeficiency epilepsy heart disease depression anxiety that woman is suffering from because that would also help to then um, decide on type of contraceptive that is suitable and if there are such problems then we have to remove all the combined oral contraceptive patches neutering and then possibly only stick to the intrauterine devices um are women taking chronic medications that may influence influence absorption of the contraceptive pill in such cases once again we would look for another alternative which could be a loop have the woman used hormonal uh, contraceptive or non hormonal contraceptive in the past and whether any side effects and did she like it and uh, did she have any issues and that would once again direct uh, the woman into um one way or another and usually i advise my patients if they are using contraceptive and there is no side effects and they are loving it they must just continue using it there is no reason to give yourself a break there is no reason to try something else unless you have a problem the important question is also how heavy and painful painful menstrual periods are for someone with heavy uh, painful menstrual periods we would advise a hormonal contraceptive to lighten the periods or possibly take them away completely meanwhile woman uses the contraceptive and for example mirina intrauterine device is very useful for that women who suffer from migraines generally advised against combined oral contraceptive but for some women who have cyclical migraine just before the period combined oral contraceptive is actually very useful in management of migraines uh, bad premenstrual syndrome is another consideration to, in choosing uh, contraceptives and quite often combined contraceptive pill uh, is helpful with pms Uh, we have mentioned acne um pill is useful um smokers should just stop smoking that's the best advice i can yeah. give on that um and i think the age is not particularly important in choice uh, choose uh, choice of contraceptive but one can consider that Okay and I think you've given um just a, a, a quite a few options then um you've mentioned what considerations couples or ladies need to look into I want to go to some of the questions that have come through one says doctor I've been using the implant contraceptive for exactly one year now and I'm still spotting is that normal implant contraceptive called implanon uh, is a little rod inserted into the arm and it is effective for 3 years one of the side effects most common side effects of implanon is irregular bleeding and spotting and this is the main reason why women don't like it presuming there is no other reason for irregular bleeding or spotting such as an infection polyps fibroids cysts and it is related to the implant which is quite likely it is normal to spot with it it's normal to have 
just sporting instead of periods. It's normal to have irregular sporting um, with the implant. It's also inconvenient and it's acceptable that some women would not like that and may want to change to a different contraceptive. Okay, and I think um, it is very important for women to know that kind of information so they're aware as to what is normal or abnormal. Another one says, Hi, Rilebkhile. Is there anything I can use to stop my periods completely? I've had my tubes cut and my menstruations are too heavy. Um, um, any too much of trouble for nothing, really. It's from Jay and Centurion. There is a number of things that we can do to stop the uh, menstrual bleeding completely. In someone who had tubal ligation and does not require a contraception, one could perform a procedure called endometrial ablation, where we destroy the lining of the uterus with the heat uh, in a controlled manner, and that stops menstrual periods in 95% of women. There are a number of contraceptives that can stop menstrual periods. For example, Mirina intrauterine device contains progesterone, which is released inside of the uterus. It thins lining of the uterus and stops menstrual periods in 70% of women who use Mirina IUD. We can also use pill to stop menstrual periods. There is a number of options here. Okay, and then another question um, that has come through is from Mofat in Kempton Park. Hi, Mofat. Hi, Doctor. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you, Mofat? Thank you. Yes, um, my wife, she gave birth, and then after that, we decided that she must have a tubal ligation. But after that, she started to have stress. Until now, the doctor ended up prescribing uh, some tablets. So we're thinking, uh, is the situation going to improve or she must uh, opt for a reversal? And uh, we also want to check after the reversal, uh, is she going to go back to normal or is now a, a, a condition that, that she's going to live with? Mm. Thank you for that good question, Mofat. Doctor? May I just clarify, your wife developed, you said stress after tubal ligation? Oh, so, so, sorry, doctor? She de- what did she develop what after did- the tubal ligation? Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, she's always stressed up because most of the time she's saying, did I do the right thing or not? So the, it's stress that you're worried about? Oh, stress. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So tubal ligation, thank you. Tubal ligation uh, is one of my least favorite operations, purely because 20% of women regret it, and that's normal. 5% of women will seek reversal, but unfortunately, reversal is not, success- is not that successful. I don't think there is any reason for your wife to look into reversal for tubal, of tubal ligation to go through another surgical procedure. I think she needs counseling and um, explanation of what has been done and just remembering why you've done it. Uh, and if your situation has not changed of the reasons of doing tubal ligation, then you can just embrace it. And if it has changed, then you need to look into what has changed and how we can address the situation you are in, such as t- tubal uh, ligation. 
some time ago. Can you help us understand what exactly that is, Chiba legation? Chiba legation is a procedure where uh, it's basically sterilization for women. Okay. We uh, either either clip the tubes, fallopian tubes, or remove them um, to stop women falling pregnant. It's performed surgically and it's meant to be irreversible and lifelong procedure. Okay, so in essence, is it your least favorite procedure because so many women regret it after they've done it? And do they regret it because they realize they want more kids or do they regret it because it alters the hormones in their bodies? It does not alter any hormones in their body. It does very little to change in terms of how they feel. This, the women regret it because they want another baby and it's not uncommon for women to um, have a new partner or um, their life circumstances may change in one way or another and whatever uh, was in place a few years before is no longer in place and they want to fall pregnant again. So the regret is generally because woman to, wants to have another baby. There is a way out of this. Women can't have an IVF procedure where uh, the tubes are not needed and we take an egg and a sperm put them together outside the body and then implant them into the uterus. So there is a way around having a baby for women, for women who had tubal ligation. It's an expensive one, but it's, it's there. And it's more effective than reversal of tubal ligations, an operation where we basically try to restore the tubes that were um, in some way uh, whether clipped or cut. I see, I see. Okay, and I think that's quite a good explanation. Eddie in Rudiport, hi. Hi, Rudiport, how are you? Good, thanks, and you? Good, thanks. my name is Eddie, I'm a sister, I'm Kola. I'm oh, welcome. Yeah, I've got a comment, or I think my comment or opinion is a bit controversial. My, my question is, I mean, uh, I don't understand why the responsibility for family planning is placed on a woman. A woman can, can have a child once in nine months, right? Yet a man can make babies every day. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know the comments from the doctor. What is what is your opinion regarding this? Thank you so much, Adrian. And we do know that a male contraceptive is in the works. I don't know how far it is, but doctor, your thoughts on the responsibility of um, women being the ones taking care of um, contraception and it not being a shared responsibility? I think it's like anything in life. Contraceptive uh, is a combined responsibility in a couple and people who have a close uh, intimate relationship may be able to find the right solution for them as a couple. Um, The world we will live in, uh, unfortunately, does not um, offer many contraceptive options for the men. We only have condoms and uh, vasectomy. Vasectomy is a male sterilization which is permanent. So it's not a great option, just like tubal ligation is not a great option. In terms of male contraceptive pill, it's been in development for a very long time, as you've just mentioned, and we do not have it on the market as yet. There are many men, though, who say they would happily take it the moment it is available on the market. So let's see how that goes. We are taking your calls 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. 702 Masterclass.
It is a masterclass, and today we're speaking about contraceptions with Dr. Natalia Novikova, a gynecologist. We'll take your calls on 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Let's go to graduate in Tagane. Hi, graduate. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks, and you? Good, good, good. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, go ahead. Yes, um, actually, I wanted to ask the doctor that. So my late girlfriend, um, after she had our kid, so she went to do the preventing, and um, after that she was heavily bleeding. As um, by preventing, you mean birth control? Um, yes, birth control. Yes, as in like um, the oral, the oral hormone, the one you take every day. Uh, not exactly, but um, I'm not sure of um, a name right now out of my my head, but uh, she was like having something like on her arm mm-hmm. yeah, to prevent her from falling pregnant. Um, so she was heavily bleeding uh, for quite some time. Uh, she, unfortunately, she falls sick and then uh, she died after that. So I was always wondering um, uh, what caused it. Uh, is it maybe she took a wrong... Um, um, implant or mm. yeah, well, so, that's that's my question. So, graduate, I'm assuming that an autopsy wasn't done. No, hadn't done. And and after after she gave birth, were there any post birth complications? Not exactly, actual. So after um, my daughter was she was like uh, three years. That's where this whole thing started. Okay, okay. So it happened when. When your daughter, so it was after she, uh, two years after she gave birth. Yeah. Oh, uh, graduate. Let me see, doctor. I know it's going to be a tough one, um, but are there any complications that can happen in a situation like this where death is the call, where um, the pill or the contraception causes death? Uh, Graduate, I'm sorry about your loss. Um, it's uh, terrible. Um, the uh, you mentioned implant. Implant um, in the arm is a very safe contraceptive, and doesn't. I cannot think of a condition that it could cause to cause death. Contraceptive pill, on the other hand, can't cause uh, clots, and the clots can end up. Uh, in pulmonary embolism, which may cause sudden death, but that's very, very, very rare. And that would not be related uh, to the implant. Uh, It's difficult to say it would have been important to kind of investigate everything that happened uh, when the situation occurred and find the cause at the time. Um, So no, death is very, very uncommon. Mm, so, So are you saying, doctor, I mean, obviously... You're not saying officially on the record, but it's not likely based on the information he's given you that that was the cause of her yes. death. That, that, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Someone who had an implant on uh, or implant in the arm um, and subsequently died, the implant on is very, very, very unlikely to be the cause of the death. Yes. Okay. Uh, graduate, so sorry again for your loss and thank you so much for getting in touch with us. What is asking, hi, can you ask the doctor, why is it not allowed for younger females to close or cut if they don't want babies anymore? Um, doctor, I'm assuming from your experiences that many women regret it, but um, um, uh, ladies can actually get that procedure done if they insist. 
they can get it done if they insist. The answer is uh, just what I've mentioned. 20% of women regret doing it. There are plenty of women who come to my office and say they don't have kids and they don't want to have kids. And I offer them alternatives to sterilization, which is permanent. Yeah. And those alternatives would be intrauterine device. It's yeah. there for five years. It's super effective. It makes your periods lighter or makes them, takes them away. So I prefer to discuss the long-term contraceptive that is safe, effective, and makes your life better, your quality of life better yeah, yeah. Uh, versus doing an operation that you may regret. As one of the callers mentioned, uh, shared experience with his wife. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, let's quickly look at another question. One says, um, I wanted to find out from the doctor, how do pills contribute to the growing of fibroids? Do they affect them positively or negatively? Growing of fibroids may be influenced by estrogen. So in any hyperestrogen state, fibroids might grow. And the pill generally has minimum effect on the growing of fibroids. And progesterone pill would uh, slow down the growth of fibroids. That's what we believe in. We don't have a very good evidence for it. But certainly uh, the bleeding caused by fibroids and pain caused by fibroids can be diminished by the use of contraceptive pill. Okay, a question and, is... And even, and even uh, intrauterine contraceptive device such as Marina containing progesterone. Yes, yes. yes. So it's a, it has good effect. One is asking, can the pill cause depression or aggravate mental health conditions? Yes, it can. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very and, important. And no, not for... Yeah, not for everyone, but and not all pill. But and interestingly, some uh, women uh, react differently to the same pill. Um, and for some women, uh, the pill will improve their PMS symptoms, and for other p- women, uh, it will cause mental health issues. So it's very individual, and um, one has to work out how it works for a particular person, and then act accordingly. And then the last question that I think we'll have time for, they're asking, is there a relationship between the use of IUDs and water retention and iron deficiency? The non-hormonal IUD or copper T, or now we have pearls, intrauterine balls, can cause heavier menstrual bleeding, and that may lead to iron deficiency, not in everyone, only in women who have very, very heavy periods. Marina, on the other hand, will decrease the blood loss during menstrual period and will improve iron deficiency. In terms of fluid retention, uh, IUDs should not influence the fluid retention. Okay. Okay, doctor, thank you so, so much for all of the information. And it's a pity we didn't get an opportunity to get through everybody's very unique questions. My advice, if you aren't sure, please go 